Steel Magnolias. I've never seen it. What? I've never <laughs> seen it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a baby. When, when they reboot it with Chris Pratt, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my favorite thing about Jojo Rabbit was like explaining it. Because I had to... Also, I had to stop at my parents' house like right afterwards. And my mom asked me what movie I saw. And I had to explain it. And she looked at me just like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> we had all the chances in the world. Yeah, condoms were so cheap. <laughs> we fucked up. Or we could have just had sex the next day. Yeah. Exactly. Could have just waited. <laughs> let, it, <laughs> let it gestate. Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bob Zarrell. With me, as always, is professional film critic, Sean Patrick. And then we have, I'm not used to him. I, I was waiting for him to say hi, and I never do that. <laughs> we also have a full house this week. Uh, Michael Carlson's here, as well as Zach Kovemaker. They're both joining us at the same time. <laughs> Hello again, everybody. What's up? Hopefully we can make this work. We've, we're starting like 10 minutes late because of me, so I apologize. <laughs> I forgot to plug Sean in. <laughs> the most important one on the show. <laughs> The legitimate person on the show. <laughs> Don't inflate his ego. Good point. Uh, visit us at IHateCritics.net. Everyone's a critic podcast.com. Silence! Yes, master. On Facebook. Where's his stick? <laughs> Don't make me eat poop again. <laughs> on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Call. His handle is, our handle is Critics Pod. Uh, follow us there. Check out his professionalism. Tell your amazing. friends. <laughs> And they're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like Spotify, Alexa, it, Stitcher. Just, just keeps going. Subscribe yeah. to the show, rent and <laughs> the show. We will read your review on the air. And then this is the part you got to be quiet for money. Patreon. Better die. Hey, critics on that. Slash Patreon to be, get yourself a credit on the show. And uh, then go to buy our podcast merch at ihatecritics.net as well. And vote on it. Yeah, we have two polls up there. Currently. Batman versus Jesus is barely beating Willem Dafoe's confusingly large penis. Just barely, which shocks me. That's not even our quote. That's Lars von Trier's yeah. quote. And then uh, Cameron Diaz's shoulder is destroying all of them. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know if it's the picture Sean posted or what, but uh, it's beating... Uh, that's, I mean, that's the picture that Josh based his oh, yeah. whole thing on. Oh, I agree. I, that was a... It's a good picture and it'd make a good shirt. I don't know that I'd wear it in public, but <laughs> feels like you have to explain it to everybody, including your children's teachers. Right. But it's also, hey, listen to my podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one buying it anyway. That's how it tends to work. Uh, no trailers this week, but uh, we got a little bit of news and then we'll jump right into the episode. First of all, Nicolas Cage is going to play Nicolas Cage in a new movie. Yeah, isn't that great? Nicolas Cage uh, has become self-aware. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he knows, everybody. Nicolas Cage knows what we all think about him, and now he's going to bring it to the big screen. Didn't he have a lot of financial problems and tax situations? When is he in the black again? Like, well, how many movies does he have to make? I just want people to live a healthy life. When is he going to be 
ahead above water again. Well, that's a weird thing. Is that that's that's actually a plot in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's that his character has both financial problems and tax issues. Okay. (laughs) I just character of Nicolas Cage. I just hope they cover like about a month ago. He got a divorce and celebrated by getting blackout drunk doing karaoke in Vegas. I want to see that, but just like super dramatic. (laughs) <laughs> like I want like a like a music video budget for that scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wonder if this will be the movie that Ari Aster directs for. <laughs> oh, fuck, wouldn't that be great? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Sometimes too much is <laughs> is a thing. No, this definitely needs to be directed by the Mandy director. Right. <laughs> Guy who. Became a director because his dad did Tombstone and he got all the money from that <laughs> to make movies. That's literally what happened. Uh, and then Disney Plus is a thing. I found out about it like midweek, not even realizing huh. it was a thing. I don't. I knew it existed, yeah. but I didn't realize it had gone live. And everybody's posting this Iron Man looking guy that says the Mandalorian or whatever. I didn't know what it was. Maybe Josh had mentioned it. <laughs> Just a show, man. Yeah, Josh mm-hmm. might have mentioned it. <laughs> But I honestly thought it was somehow Marvel-related, and everybody's talking about Star Wars. <laughs> and Bob's eyes immediately roll to the back of his head anytime that comes up. So. Well, it was already rolling with the Marvel part. But <laughs> is it any good? Oh, it's it's excellent. Absolutely, just, just it's wonderful. It's just another show, Bob. Don't worry. What about if it. you like Last Jedi? Is it good if you like that? <laughs> it's it's good. It's basic. It's it's OG Star Wars, but it's like a dark western. It takes place like five years after Return of the Jedi, and it's a new character doing new shit, and it's it's excellent. There's it's, lots of dead, lots of killing. Yeah, like so in the it's first, pretty edgy. First, like two minutes, a guy gets cut in half by a door. And then later on, some Jawas get disintegrated. It's, it's a, the what's shit. What's a Jawa? It's those little God like <laughs> you're you're really upsetting me. <laughs> it's those little like wizard looking dudes in the uh, the original ones that had the uh, they had the cloak and the little glowing eyes. Utini, yeah, they, Utini. It was like Utini. Utini, yeah, did weird so shit. Lost. I've seen them and I'm still so lost. Man, it, that they're important. <laughs> those, those creatures that, that's why R2 found Luke yes they are they're like they're the heroes of Star Wars they the are the new real hope heroes. I've only seen it they're once titular heroes they're the new hope they have an animated series about them somewhere I'm thinking possibly <laughs> uh, but are we going to talk more about Disney I Plus mean, you, you watched uh, not just the Mandalorian obviously yeah so um I watched uh, Lady. Uh, we we actually I actually pushed Zach to uh, watch the uh, ridiculous uh, original movies that Disney made oh. for this. Yeah. Oh watch. yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it wasn't okay. I, I kind of want to shit on them, but I also kind of feel bad shitting on them. They're both like. Okay, we'll start with Lady and the Tramp. It's. It's the same movie. It doesn't do anything new. I, I'm not a fan of Lady and the Tramp. Like, so a typical Disney remake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Except for it's like, it, it really, they took out the racism. They took out the racist cats. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we, yay. So they took out all the nostalgia. <laughs> this is, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the We Are Siamese, if you please. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like that scene and the scene from Aristocats I always got mixed up in my head. So I just, it's the same kind of just shitty stereotype. But that's gone. They got rid of that. So that's a plus. Um, uh, The cast was, it wasn't too great, to be honest with you. I can get loaded. Um, Like Tessa Thompson, Thompson, she played Lady. Uh, Justin Theroux was Tramp. They were all right. 
they were fine. Um, they uh, the weird blending of like real dog and CG dog was kind of jarring at times. Mostly with Lady, I think that dog must have been a really bad actor because I don't <laughs> think I don't think they used much of like the real dog. I interviewed Event Nic- Nicole Brown, who plays uh, the the mm-hmm. uh, owner of Lady initially, and uh, she said that the dog was great. Really? <laughs> also, like, they snuck her in and they snuck in... Um, uh, Ken Jong. Yeah, Ken Jong. So it's like, we, we get some more community actors and some more things, yeah. so that was nice, but uh, it was kind of just... exactly true to 1901. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to get rid of the racism, yeah. <laughs> it should be true to 1901. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, like, it, it was okay. It wasn't great. My my girlfriend didn't pay attention. I barely. I I had my switch in my hand the whole time. So I tr- I tried to play att- pay attention, but like Pokemon came out Friday. So I, I see it. She Sean's over there judging. <laughs> yes. Very um. Much. But uh. Yeah. Mike's like, what's a Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new game or new movie. Uh, it's a uh, Pokemon Sword. It uh, takes place in like France. It's the shit. This is a film? No, it's a game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like Monopoly? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, that makes you wander into traffic? <laughs> Pretty much. Well, there's that the Pokemon game. People talked about that on all the time online, mm-hmm. how that was the last time there was joy in America is when that game was <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And that... everybody was out wandering around playing the Pokemon game, and you're like... And then we elected Trump. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone was left their phones. <laughs> Their phones died, and they looked around. They're like, oh. "Time to be racist." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Noel, it's it's. This it, is a new uh, uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, oh yeah, original. <laughs> yep, it's um, a high budget Hallmark movie starring like actors that shouldn't be in this movie, and that's the reason. The only reason why this movie is really like bearable is because like Anna Kendrick. It's Anna Kendrick. She just like oozes charm. I, I found that sounds gross, but she she's great. <laughs> oozes. Yeah, she, she's like a wound. Dripping with class. Uh, she's you're charming. Look, you're, you need a band aid. Exactly. <laughs> like she's great. She plays. Um, she, she's Santa Claus's daughter, uh, but. Sa- uh, Santa also had a son, so they don't really give a shit Vince, about the Vince daughter. Vaughn. Yeah, I yeah. saw that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's Bill Hader this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Same mother. Uh, no, no. <laughs> really? Ooh. Yeah. Disney went to a broken family. <laughs> nice. But it's um. Oh, you mean you mean they killed the mother though, right? No, no. She's <laughs> she, she's hanging out. So um, they pretty much just cast off Anna Kendrick as like, no, you're you're not. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is only boys. Go away. Go make cards. And then Bill Hader decides, screw this. I, w- I want to be Santa. F- takes off and he's like smoking weed, doing yoga and shit. <laughs> it's uh, it's exactly. You know what's gonna happen when you start it up. It's it's something. To watch if you have kids. I don't have kids, so I'm not gonna watch it again. Even with the weed smoking? Yeah. Oh well. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not. There. It's still rated G, so it's not technically there, okay. but. You know, Bill Bill Hader's character, when you watch it, he's rated G for grass. Like, you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you have kids, watch it, I guess. Um, but if you're, if you're not, just watch watch something different. Like, literally anything else on Disney+. Plus. You can watch DuckTales on there. 
<laughs> like, there's better stuff. How deep is that Disney Plus bench? Oh, it's incredible. Like, there's, there's like, there's probably a couple hundred movies, like, literally just about any Disney movie. There are a lot of things in there that there's listed, but you can't watch them because of, like, streaming rights. But I don't, it's weird. It's kind of like they're advertising something that's coming out in, like, two years. Huh. Um, but, uh... I'm sure everything is owned by somebody else. Then once mm. the contract's up, it'll it'll jump over to the, Disney. The, most of that stuff is on Netflix, like Jungle Book, okay. Jungle Book Solo, and stuff like that. So you can see where the lines are, but they just don't flat out tell you. They're just like, "Hey, you can't watch this until December 26, 2020." And it's it's just weird that it's even on there. Transparency that I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is why Netflix is sending Sean everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> They get Sean, Netflix, and then they, they get Sean, then they get Nickelodeon. So they're they're on a kind of a, a upswing. They've got the uh, X Men, the early nineties X Men. Um, oh when, yes, they uh, do. five years before you were born, they had this animated series called X Men. <laughs> oh, tell me more. <laughs> I went. I went like after I was kind of lost in the wilderness after Ghostbusters, the animated series, what <laughs> didn't exist anymore, and X Men it filled my filled my void. I was I a big fan of the X Men animated series. Did Disney Plus get the Simpsons? Yeah. Did yeah. they re-edit stuff out of it? Or was that Is it aspect some... ratio? I think that's yeah. You're thinking yeah. They, they did change the aspect ratio, which has taken some of the visual uh, gags out a little bit. Yeah, oh. and I think it's uh, the three season, the season three opener uh, with Michael Jackson. I think right, they took that's that gone. out. Yeah. And I think the September 11th, well, not September 11th episode, but like the one where they predicted September 11th. <laughs> oh, they! I didn't know about that one. I mean, I knew the about writers, the episode, but I didn't know they the took writers it off. of that show are time travelers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just like literally, it's a it's a a magazine cover where it's like there's a the nine, two towers, the nine dollar trip to New York on the bus. And the two towers in the background, so it looks like nine eleven, and it happened before September eleventh. Jesus, <laughs> time travelers, impressive. <laughs> but yeah, they have everything. It's it's pretty it's pretty fun. Like I, I've had a good time this week watching that. That's pretty much been full time job. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get off work. I go straight there. Like it's great. There's like like he said, they have the X Men the animated series, which I know about. <laughs> They replayed. Which I know about it. They replayed that constantly. I, it's my favorite. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I know, I know this. <laughs> I didn't even I, know the thing was that memorable. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, dude! You, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, you know listen nothing. to that theme, and Who's then the, like Snow? the. Uh, <laughs> It's like that theme, and then the uh, the Marvel Spider Man theme. Like those okay. two are just burned. I know in my the brain. Marvel Spider Man theme because Joe Perry from Aerosmith wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> what's great about this is it gives Bob the chance to be as pretentious as me. <laughs> Kids, yay! <laughs> After Ford versus Ferrari, I'm not going to support Disney. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> might kill me. <laughs> Spoiler alert: uh, Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> Uh, what do we want to? Are we done with Disney? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, is, is this the number one movie? Number of the one week? movie of the week. <laughs> a little surprised. A little surprised. I thought uh, that uh, maybe people would go see Charlie's Angels again, but uh, no. Ford versus Ferrari is uh, to me incredible. I thought this movie was amazing. Uh, James Mangold directing uh, Matt Damon, Christian Bale uh, in the roles of uh, Carol Shelby and uh, his uh, his driver uh, Ken Miles uh, and. 
they're going to go to Le Mans on behalf of Ford and try and beat Ferrari. But that's not necessarily the story. It's not necessarily Ford versus Ferrari, really. It's really Shelby and Miles versus everybody. <laughs> that's the real story here, and I love that. Because going into this, we talked about this a little bit, that I was a little concerned that they're going to try and play Ford as the underdog, and they don't. No, Ford they don't is the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Ford are clearly villains in this. They're get, constantly getting in the way. Uh, Lee Iacocca's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy from Walking Dead? <laughs> yes. <laughs> John Bernthal. Uh, I I just really liked this movie a lot. The Everything about it, I thought it had great pace. I thought Damon and Bale were excellent together, especially this is maybe Chris, one of Christian Bale's best performances ever. He's just so on top of his game in this movie. Then there's the production design, which was amazing. Like the costumes in this movie are incredible. The cinematography is great. The the uh, the landscapes that he captures uh, throughout the the racing scenes and the non racing scenes, it's brilliant. Then the script is even really great. Uh, Jez Butterfield direct, uh, with the script on this one. Uh, I really I can I'm just been so effusive about this. The racing scenes are are exciting. I it's a true story. Yet I didn't really have any kind of. Uh, per, per, uh, predictability to it. I didn't. I wasn't sitting there going, "I know exactly what's going to happen." Uh, I just really had a great time with this movie. Like I said, it looks fantastic. I thought it really felt like an epic movie, like the first real epic we've seen this year, because it's got a lot of scope to it and these wonderful characters. It's very funny. On top of that, it's got a really strong sense of humor. And I think this is like the first movie I've seen this year that. I mean, I know Midsummer, Midsummer is like well beyond. This is the first one I've seen like it's a, a mainstream blockbuster that also belongs in that Academy Award campaign conversation. Yeah, it's weird that it is a blockbuster because it's period piece about old race cars and <laughs> and, and uh, but I took my almost eight year old to it and he he kind of followed along. It was entertaining in the form. It is a little long. The pacing's fine for being long, but you probably could have cut out 20 minutes without, without losing anything, but it doesn't hurt it that it's there either, uh, unless you're trying to get back for a podcast. <laughs> uh, but, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was, a, I, it was a lot of fun, uh, surprisingly. I wasn't expecting the, that. A lot of the action shots, you're just like, how did they even shoot this? You're like trying to put it together. And you're like, mm-hmm. it's all digital. I don't know how they did it. You're like, <laughs> you're just amazed how they got these shots for the, all the all the racing scenes and everything. And just, it's so much fun watching without Christian make, Bale. If it is digital, without making it look yeah, shitty. Yeah, and then Christian Bale, he just like seems like this is the most fun he's ever had ever being an actor, just being a smart ass the whole movie. Oh, he was excellent. <laughs> he was great. Like pretty much every time he talked, he said something that made me giggle. Like it was. It was a and his rare. physicality, just like everything, it looked like he was just he was in it. He was he just is, like a yeah. crotchety man who was just like fucking let's race. He's fully <laughs> fully bodied in this performance. Like it was, he melts into this character, and he loves. He seems to love playing Ken Miles, and uh, especially really sticking it to the Ford guys. <laughs> he really he really liked to turn that knife a little bit when he was doing it. And Josh Lucas is uh, kind of perfect for that. I mean, I thought Josh Lucas was a little over the top at times. In terms of playing this composite uh, Ford-based villain, but uh, I didn't mind it so much because Christian Bale was so good at it. And he, yeah, and he was just—I I just really liked watching him get it stuck to him. Shelby second, he had a mustache. He was the guy that was bona fide, and uh, it, it felt like his mustache should go onto the other guy's face so he could twist <laughs> it from time to time. But that was the only—that was the only bad part about it. Is like the bad guy was a little too over the top. That—that'd be the, my only negative. Yeah, although I mean, I could totally see uh, 
someone in a boardroom acting like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what my favorite scene is. It's either the fight scene between Bale and uh, Damon. Uh, because you mean he got born in Batman, and they're it's they're hit, literally hitting each other with Wonder Bread. <laughs> they, they've got, they beat each other up with ice cream, and right, yeah. <laughs> There's a can of vegetables that they don't use. <laughs> you can tell they wanted because to. they're such good friends <laughs> that they they reach for the bread instead. He's my bro. <laughs> and, or the scene when uh, uh, Matt Damon's character Shelby has to go in there, and they're about to. He's like, "Give me one reason why I shouldn't fire you and the whole crew." And that scene was great. Probably the funniest part of the movie, at least. Uh, but it was just... I, I had the D-Box seats for the... And it was probably the best D-Box experience I've ever had. Because the hurt. racing was amazing. It, it just... It really captured that better than any of the Marvel movies. Are cap- I don't know whose fault or who does all that, but... Hashtag Bob hates Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and Star Wars. Yes. But it, it was still... Really, I don't know. It just whenever there was racing, that those seats took off, and it was pretty neat. Normally, I would say they're a waste of money, but when it's sold out and that's all it's left, I think. Uh, and I, I don't know. This, some people might saw that might have seen this scene as a little cheesy, but the the scene where he's talking to his son about the perfect lap, I was I was just I was enraptured by that. That was amazing to watch, and, and Bale is so magnetic in that scene. But it's also incredibly set. The the cinematography, the way he shoots it. The, that beautiful background as he's talking, the perfect lighting and the costumes as well. I, I, it was just a perfect scene for me. Well, in the relationship, they, I mean, obviously a father-son relationship, but they really spend time with the son. He's a main character in this movie, and that matters for obvious reasons later on. And in uh, the wife, too, it, they they spend time with that. And, you know, when I say you could cut 20 minutes, that's not part of the 20 minutes I'd cut. It'd be they're repeatedly redoing this gt400 to make it perfect and i guess you could cut one of those and rocky four they made it into a montage so. right Ooh, that would have been great rocky four wasn't nominated for an oscar <laughs> it got snubbed this was definitely more rocky one than rocky four okay <laughs> but i could see i could see the rocky four version of this. <laughs> oh my god It'd be fun is it driven is it driven is that the one with sylvester driven. stallone in it <laughs> That was not on my top five okay. car movies. <laughs> uh, any thought? I mean, this will hang around, especially f- the fact that it was successful. Will probably mean it's going to hang around Oscar season. Hopefully, it deserves it. It deserves it, uh, Damon. Yeah, you know, and Damon's the kind of part of this that kind of gets lost in it. But uh, what what Damon is doing in in giving. Uh, uh, Bale so much support and allowing him to have these uh, this moment uh, to 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 be the guy who stands out in front of everybody. That's it's a really a complicated performance, and I love the way he sort of steps back and sort of sets the stage for Bale to come in and just knock everything down. It's really yeah, that's an underestimated performance uh, that belongs in the the best supporting actor race. Uh, Bale belongs in best actor, Mangold for best director, Buzz, Butterworth for the script and the cinematography and costumes as well. Which one do they win, though? <laughs> or are they just? I like, think cinematography, at least. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Faden Papa Michael, I believe it is. Uh, the, I think I. I mean, Midsummer's not going to get nominated no. for Best Picture. We know that. So, if I got to get behind the mainstream movie, this is this is the one for me. Well, it feels like you've got your friend who's in college. You would. You'd recommend Midsummer, but if you like your dad, you're gonna recommend this movie. Do you know what I'm saying? Unless you want to fuck with your dad. 
<laughs> oh God, Dad! There's this movie called Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I think my dad would like that. <laughs> it's got Hitler in it, Dad. Good luck. It's just like the History Channel. He, he plays an imaginary friend. <laughs> it's okay. He's playful. He's not the spooky Hitler. Buddy Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, why not? Jojo Rabbit. We were going to talk about it last week, but there's a miscommunication between me and Sean. <laughs> uh, but Jojo Rabbit, we finally have all seen it. Uh, thoughts? Yes, uh, Jojo Rabbit uh, is the story of a young boy in Nazi Germany near the end of World War II. Uh, his mother is uh, secretly sort of an agitator for the uh, those against the Nazis in Germany. Uh, but her son, she's to, to keep him safe, she's really got him deeply invested in the whole Hitler youth thing. And uh, to the point where he is invested so much in, in, in Hitler that he's made Hitler his imaginary friend. Uh, and it's uh, played by uh, the t- director Teka Watiti. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Just one of the this is the greatest Hitler I've ever seen. <laughs> you can even, you can take your downfall, Hitler. This is even better. <laughs> uh, it's really really funny and really really uh, subversive and and strange and just uh, irreverent in a in a way that is just beautiful. Uh, this movie is completely hilarious from the first moment. And then it effortlessly makes this turn that just blew me away. And it's like I, I compare it to a great magic trick where, you know, they get you watching the left hand. You don't see what's coming with the right hand. And the right hand smacks you in the face. <laughs> it's so brilliant. I, uh, I laughed as hard as I've laughed at any movie this year. And then I cried uh, legitimately because it was just that deeply moving. Uh, this movie is incredible, and uh, I, it's right there with Midsummer. Like right below Midsummer is the best thing I've seen this year. I didn't cry, but it was largely because when I got hit with the right hand, I made sure I had my kids with me. <laughs> I was like, "You guys get hit?" <laughs> uh, yeah, because that scene came out of like I don't know why you didn't see it coming because I do foreshadow it, but at the same time, it's uh, pretty. Uh, it came out of nowhere, and I just like. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's the way it's presented. Because you can, like, with foreshadowing, you kind of can, there's hints, but then it's just like, bam! It's more subtle. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a tremendous piece of direction and a great way to, to, to present this as well in a way that you just did not expect or just you don't see coming. It's like the anti-Tarantino twist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and Mike. Like my kids followed it. I mean, it, I don't think it's inappropriate by any means. No, no. no it feels like like a, like a seven, eight, and nine year old. Like if you're going to introduce them to fascism, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like as far as like how horrible people can be. Like right. people, they got to know about it. Right. My daughter kind of knew a little bit. My bro- my son knew of World War Two, but he didn't know much about it. So it was a lot of explaining and you know, kind of explaining what Jews are and how what they're saying isn't right and that's you know you get there you get there on your own anyway watching the movie but uh we were then watching the trail he went to ford versus ferrari for me and uh and they did uncut gems trailer and in the trailer one of the characters calls adam sandler's character a dirty jew (laughs) and he looks at me like he shouldn't say that (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like him going through that book he was working on like that's something that was awesome yeah yeah the yeah, the just interactions with him and the I can't remember the girl's name. It's been a couple of weeks, but uh, you know the girl hiding in the 
the attic or whatever that is. It's in the trailer. Yeah. You're not spoiling anything. Yeah. No, but I, I just thought those, I loved whenever they got together and, you know, it was, one, it was kind of, especially towards the end, you were kind of able to relax a little bit, but it was just, I loved their connection. I loved the, their chemistry. I just thought that those scenes were some of the best to watch. I think it's, uh, I think part of what makes this work so well is that Scarlett Johansson is rarely this colorful. And she's really uh, alive in this performance, and all almost like unhinged. Like she's she's out there. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's exciting. Yeah, she's she's uh, bouncing around and being playful throughout, and uh, it really sets up where where we're headed in in a very interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Um, I was kind of piggybacking off, but both what both you guys said. Uh, The uh, whole chemistry between the guy the boy and the girl like i loved it because it was just kind of like a friendship that started off with them kind of trying to kill each other almost (laughs) like they they're like pretty much like at knife's end and just watching them like kind of build around that and kind of like it doesn't really go away for a while but it's kind of just like it's fun to watch their friendship and kind of the whole the whole like book which there were parts of the book where i was like do I do I laugh? Like, <laughs> is it okay to laugh? At and how this? horrible it was! Yeah, yeah. Like they're like pretty much Rebel Wilson's entire character. Everything <laughs> she said and did, I was like, can I laugh? Is it is it okay? Like, is Twitter watching? Like, I, I was I was scared, but oh my man, it's such a fun time. Like a, a movie, you, it's it's really hard to recommend because people just look at you like you're you're an insane person when you explain it, and I'm just like, oh no 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 no, he made uh, uh, what we do in the shadows, and they're like, what? And I'm like. Fucking just don't. But vampires. Don't it was a show on FX. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> you might want to start with Thor. Ragnarok. Yeah, I, I do, but then, like a lot of people, they think that's made, like that's made like pamphlets. Their... <laughs> his uncle was good. Father, his, his father in law was going to come. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I bring up Ragnarok, they're like, "Oh, fuck that one. It's it's too goofy." And I'm like, "That's why I liked it. Like, it's goofy World War Two." <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm taking applications from more people to talk to. It is hard. <laughs> it is a hard movie to explain, like mm-hmm. or what it's about, and without seeing the trailer, uh, so I, I can totally get that. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson is basically hiding a Jew- young Jewish girl in her attic, and uh, her son, of course, is commit deeply committed to Hitler Youth because she's you know trying to keep him safe. And when he discovers that she's up there, they begin this sort of relationship where. You know, she says that, uh, well, if you tell people I'm up here, I'll tell them that your mom put me here and that mm-hmm. we're all going to die. And uh, that's, that's the kind of the bleak, dark level that this starts at. And it just it finds the funny uh, over and over. No, it doesn't. The start is just like Hard Day's Night. It's like because it's like it's it's yeah. so amazing. It's like this like rush. Like he is fan fanboying out for Hitler. Like he's in love with him more than anybody was ever in love with the Beatles ever. Like it is. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, "This is going to be totally amazing." And it was. It was good. Yeah, they do a great job of starting out. Yeah, they totally. You know, by the end, he's yelling "fuck off, Hitler!" Right? And that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was really <laughs> just like the subtle arc with like Hitler himself, like the stuff he was saying and doing in the background. By the end, it was oh man, it was perfect and with the costumes and just makeup. And everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that last scene with him when he first showed up, I I almost fell out of my seat. I was laughing my ass <laughs> off. Give me like one Heil. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, almost like Step Brothers level early on when he's like, Heil, no Heil, no Heil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Sam Rockwell thought he was. I thought he was awesome. This yeah. Movie. I mean, in some way, I guess that's what keeps it from being midsummer for me. Is it's almost too perfect. You know, he does things that he probably wouldn't do, but I, I bought it and I, it worked for the movie. He's certainly the most uh, take a kind of character. From yeah. His movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Rockwell plays a, a drunk uh, German officer who's uh, so. Uh, kind of screwed up that he's uh, one eye Hitler youth yeah <laughs> and him in his second you could tell that there's more going on oh, which yeah. is which is you know which is nice to see yeah like, and, and then I thought his the concept art for his outfit I thought it was a dream sequence <laughs> <laughs> but that scene when they go to check the house that is that was intense it was chilling yeah, yeah. and even knowing I what I kind of figured what he would do, I you know I wasn't too worried for him, but you still felt that intensity the whole time. It was a it was a hell of a movie, definitely one of the best of the year. Undoubtedly, like I said, for me it's right there next to Midsummer. It's right below it. Yeah, it's probably below it for me. I think maybe a little more distant, but still, I, maybe I hold Midsummer too high. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's kind of. I mean. Feels like my dad would definitely enjoy it. It's right in the Hogan's Heroes right. wheelhouse. We're just going to be making fun of Nazis this whole movie. Get buckle up. <laughs> and then when they get to that, where the right hand slaps you in the face, it, you know, you it, it's you need that in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need me pulled back down to remind to get reminded that you're in World War Two. Like these Nazis aren't as playful as you think. Like you, you kind of need that a little bit, or else it's just it's just mm-hmm. goofy as hell. The hardest part for my kids to watch was the, the the goofy little fat kid who kept making mistakes. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like, that was they were, they he almost really worried about him. He, well, no, he didn't want to go to the movie. My son, because he doesn't like people getting shot and hurt and whatever. And right off the bat, they show a scene in the trailer where the knife bounces off the tree and lands in this other kid's <laughs> leg, and that really bothered him. And then they show the scene where he blows up a building, mm. uh, and that bothered him too. Who died? <laughs> But because they, they don't show much of World War II other than that, other than the very end, uh, so but I don't know. It was a hell of a movie. Go see it if you haven't. Don't wait for Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is a total Disney. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. All right, uh, Charlie's Angels. This is. Uh, you know, it's a reboot. It's also a movie that is in canon with all the other Charlie's Angels stuff. Interestingly enough, uh, they actually re- you know, they like uh, reconfigure the whole thing to make it so that the TV series and the 2000 movie and this are all in the same universe. Uh, we've got uh, two new two new angels, and then one who's going to be a trainee and join them. And uh, Kristen Stewart is really the standout here, and. She doesn't try to be. She really melts into this ensemble, and uh, but she's just the most colorful of everybody. Like she's lively and funny and sexy, uh, and yeah, I, yeah. The thing of it is, that I had this movie ruined for me by a lot of people because uh, I was talking to my friends at the theater, and they're like, "This is the worst movie of the year," and like they're telling me like people who don't like people who really don't hate movies like they find something nice in it but to say about every movie or saying that they hated it some people are telling me they walked out and I'm like oh I'm so excited for this now I want to see this this is going to be better than anything Nicolas Cage could ever make <laughs> ever 
I do. I do get excited about bad movies. You know, I really want to uh, get that experience of a truly bad movie. And it seems like we're getting fewer and fewer, like the really truly bad. We're getting more mediocre movies, and truly, like that epically terrible <laughs> film is missing these days. So I was like, maybe this is it. Maybe this will be that epic terrible movie that I've been waiting for. And now it's just another, eh, you know, kind of a shoulder shrug. It's not terrible. Not bad. It's not good. It's a movie. <laughs> it happened. It's, yeah. it's there. It's the movie where like Elizabeth Banks goes into the studio. Here, I have this idea. And they go, I don't want to do that. We got Charlie's Angels. You want to do that? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that makes money, then you can maybe do that. But probably Was not. this part of her? Doesn't she have her own production company and everything? Is this is this part of under her umbrella? Probably. But I mean, usually when that happens, you're still under yeah, her umbrella yeah, yeah. as well. Well, it's good uh, that she's you know she's out there calling the shots and everything, but if which was yeah okay. That's <laughs> so over with now. This yeah. movie, this movie's in the toilet. I made no money. I think so. we made more money than this this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do well, uh, which is sad. Uh, people are going to blame Kristen Stewart, which is stupid too. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, she's done nothing but indie movies since like Twilight, really. So isn't she doing a big underwater movie too? Yeah. What's it called? Sunken or something? What's it called? Underwater. <laughs> the Abyss. Remake. Avatar Even Abysser. <laughs> but she's also going to be, uh, she's starring as Gene uh, Seberg as well, the uh, actress and uh, agitator of the 1960s who happens to be from Iowa. Hmm. Or in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Iowa. <laughs> Uh, we had a bunch of people from Canada come down to my day job. Uh, we had all of our dealers came across, across North America, and the company in Canada was putting on their Facebook page they were in uh, Bettendorf, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Charlie's Angels was too competent to be bad, but Pretty not, much, yeah. But not good enough to... Not good enough for me to remember it already dissipating. It certainly, I can see where Elizabeth Banks was trying something, but uh, definitely got watered down in the process. She could always make an indie movie now. <laughs> My choice was either this or Ford v. Ferrari. I can't even talk today. What the hell? Um, I'm glad I picked the right one. I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch this. I'm glad my girlfriend said she didn't want to see this. That was the deciding factor. <laughs> Most people's girlfriends said that, apparently, based off the box office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tried to get my kids and my wife. Nobody wanted to go see it. I think I wanted to see it more than they did, just because I like Elizabeth Banks. Uh, but maybe next week. <laughs> uh, the Good Liar. Ian McKellen and uh, Helen Mirren uh, star in a movie about, uh, well, we got another Nazi connection in this one. <laughs> Uh, let's say who's the Nazi. You'll have to find it out for yourself. But uh, this is directed by Bill Condon, who's a you know, the director of Dreamgirls and uh, Gods and Monsters. So he's a really solid director, making a movie that is a, just a, a absolute snooze fest. Uh, <laughs> again, competently directed and too you know too good to to be terrible, but like really just highly predictable and. Uh, Forgettable. Uh, the the story goes that uh, Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen meet on a dating site for uh, elderly people, and uh, he's a scam artist who's been taking people for money. And uh, he sees that she's got multiple millions of dollars that she's been holding on to for a long time, and so he's going to figure out a way to take it. But maybe she's a little bit smarter than him. Uh, you'll have to see for yourself again. 
very predictable what happens, and that's really unfortunate. It doesn't. There's no energy here. That just, just a series of scenes happens, and then it's over with, and you're not really in, easily invested in this. Uh, it, it's, but again, it's not terrible. It's just, uh, it's just another sh- sigh, a deep sigh of a movie. Is she the good liar? They're both liars. Uh, neither one's very good at it because we predict the whole movie. <laughs> Is this one of those old people in a hotel eating food movies that Josh likes? <laughs> it could have been. That Gentle might have been a better type. <laughs> might have been a better movie than this. Now, there's a couple. Of, there's there's some death and some violence in this. Ooh. <laughs> Ian McKellen doesn't play around. <laughs> Does Helen Mirren have an assault rifle in this? <laughs> no, she doesn't. Okay. Damn. Anything else on the good liar? <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite of the good liars? Which one? Uh, if you could do a who lied the best? Yeah, a top two list. <laughs> Who's your number one? <laughs> I guess Helen Mirren gives the better, more interesting performance. <laughs> okay. So Magneto is just dog shit. I mean, it's just kind of one note. Okay. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event for the linear, legitimate, and universally recognized, undisputed classic. 310 to Yuma. Far too much like Ford versus Ferrari in hindsight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Directed by James Mangold and starring Christian Bale, interestingly enough. Uh, This is a, uh, a Western uh, came out not all that long ago, actually, a uh, remake of a 1950s Western of the same title. Uh, really, really great Western, like really exceptionally well-made. Uh, Christian Bale's going to take uh, Russell Crowe's very dangerous character to jail, and of course he's being trailed by the uh, Chris- Russell Crowe's gang who's going to try and get him back. And uh, the- This is so smart. It just It's exceptionally well-directed and paced and... Yeah, very much in the way of the same way that uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari is. It's got uh, intense pace and costuming is amazing, and the cinematography is great. Another tremendous script, great action, and so you're constantly invested in it. You're at times even on the edge of your seat. And uh, a performance by Russell Crowe that's really one of the last really great performances of his career. He's really great at being both like really evil but also like you're kind of rooting for him a little bit you're kind of like come on turn turn <laughs> turn a little bit come on this way and uh that's that's really gives a, a really great dramatic charge to this movie is uh, the performance of russell crowe is bale's a little bit more sedate uh, that you know he's got the much harder character to play because he's the consistent good guy throughout the movie then you've got uh is it uh, ben, ben Ben Foster? Ben Foster. Yeah, who's uh, they got all the color? <laughs> he gets to be. He's got he eyeliner be. on, doesn't he? Oh, he's he's all over the place. He's yeah. so he's so much. He's the funnest character in the movie, I think. And you can tell it's like there's a lot more going on underneath with everything. It's 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 a good concept for the for a western. As far as like the last thirty years, it's like one of the top five western movies. I'd say. Oh, it's, for me, it's the best yeah. of the last thirty years for sure. Even better, I would rank this higher than Unforgiven. After watching it again, yeah, I feel. I don't know if I would just out of making myself feel guilty for putting it ahead of Unforgiven. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot of recency bias, but I just watched this yesterday, so I feel like I, it's like right there for me. No, it's a fantastic movie. I, I remember when I did see it; it was, you know, it shocked me how good it was and how you know it. 
it is that you know it does unforgiven level good as a western and i mean it ends almost the exact same way as ford versus ferrari yeah it feels like there's <laughs> there's a code like it's like this steve mcqueen code they both have in, in the film the two main protagonists Mangold loves that shit. Did the same thing. <laughs> did the same thing in Logan. <laughs> the sun wasn't. I guess. Uh, yeah, I. I don't know. You're right. You forget how good Russell Crowe can be, and not, not that he's ever bad. Right. He, you know, it's at worst he's just kind of there, but he really. At times, the uh, Russell Crowe persona overwhelms the actor. Right. Uh. Yeah, it's hard to... I don't even know what else to say about this movie. <laughs> well, the, it's just the, the... In terms of being a... West, I mean, you don't go into a Western anymore. Like, it used to be back in the you know, 1950s, people were watching Westerns every other week. Like, it was the biggest genre in the world. Like a superhero movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It was really the superhero movies of many many boomers' childhoods. And now we don't see Westerns hardly, hardly ever anymore. And when we do, uh, it's this... Uh, revisionist western now that's taken a lot of the heroism away from uh and the racism and <laughs> added in a lot of the racism <laughs> unless tarantino's <laughs> hanging out <laughs> it's really brought back a lot of the racism that was out <laughs> that was taken out of those 1950s movies <laughs> uh he's made it, made it much harder <laughs> like no this is what it was really like like the indians right. really hated you <laughs> oh man uh, the, the, would you say would you prefer this or Bone, Bone Tomahawk because I know you love that movie oh I'd take this Bone Tomahawk's it's a hell of a movie I thought but this is definitely uh, th- this really is that good I, I mean like I said the only reason I'd put on Unforgiven Ahead is not because it's better it's just because I feel like I'm supposed to better than <laughs> you put this ahead of a Kurt Russell movie I'm not as okay. big a Kurt Russell fan <laughs> as my brother is okay. definitely not better than Tomb- or, and Tombstone is definitely not as good as Tomb <laughs> Yeah. Tombstone's the movie that you make someone watch, so they will eventually watch. Yeah. Yuma. Although I, I even think I, I think this is watchable enough that a non-Western fan would appreciate it. Yeah. And this is a, I think it's a good gateway Western. Yeah. Like, um, I watched this a part of like a film film and lit class I took in high school. It was this. You took um, a film class in high school? Yeah, dude, it was high great. High school's different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 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 even crazier now. Like they get to use cell phones and have fucking iPads. Like now it's crazy, but back then, man, Kids. like I know, man. I thought they were getting rid of all the art. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, so we watched that. We watched uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, the Unforgiven, and uh, uh, I think Tombstone. The so Unforgiven, like, the Metallica song. Yeah, oh yeah, we okay. watched that just like constantly. <laughs> we just watched the music video. We got a good cry in. Okay, good. Um, but no, so we. Uh, that's one of my introduction westerns too, and I actually haven't even seen it since then. But I remember being blown away. But I, I think I might like Bone Tomahawk better. But that's just because I think I've seen it more recently and more frequently. Yeah, I mean Bone Tomahawk's a hell of a movie. Oh, it's a great time. It's a good time. <laughs> I don't know if I'd frame it as a good yeah. time. <laughs> oh, it's it's a good time, man. It's like <laughs> you like gore. <laughs> What did you tell your parents about that one? Oh, I didn't. Okay, good. I didn't. I just handed them a My Chemical Romance CD. Okay. <laughs> what did you tell your parents about My Chemical Romance? Oh, they were around when I was straightening my hair. They know. Okay. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> they're they're sad. They're back now, but they're I still know. sad. <laughs> 
That's funny. <laughs> I, I used to say that I hated Westerns, like, back in the day. And you even said it on this podcast multiple yeah. times early on. <laughs> it's possible. And then every Western we watched, you was talking about how awesome it was. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, that's kind of how I've been about, like, musicals. And I even said it earlier when we were talking. Like, I don't like musicals, but all the musicals I've seen recently, I've just loved. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But no, I was like that, too. My brother was like... My brother loved them, and he was like, just well, watch High Plains Drifter, and then right off the bat, instead of this boring old Clint Eastwood movie, I mean, like, he kills someone, he rapes someone, I mean, it's just, and he's the good guy, I mean, and all, and it's just like, holy shit, this isn't, you know, what I was expecting, this is way more intense, and then, you know, there's Once Upon a Time in the West, you just start going right, you know, keep adding on to it, and for the most part, I haven't really been let down. I haven't watched a whole lot of John Wayne westerns. I don't think I would care too much for that. Cause I think we do benefit from from the lack of westerns in the past, you know, thirty years, uh, and and it helps to have skipped like Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Thank you, Tombstone, for helping us skip Wyatt Earp. Although I've heard it, some people like that movie. I've never actually watched it, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, usually Kevin Costner is better than Kurt Russell, but I. <laughs> Could you beat them both up, though? <laughs> I'm in. I want to see this pay-per-view. Which one could you beat up? All right, listener, this is the next Patreon well, tier. We're going to take... get this fight going. Well, they're both old now, so no problem. Either. But they're not playing taken level characters, so I'm not <laughs> worried about that. <laughs> they're both better baseball players on. than me. How about that? It's another t-shirt that we're working on is the actors that Bob can beat up. <laughs> okay, I know you haven't seen the movie. Which one of the good liars would you want to beat up? <laughs> I don't want to beat anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, like if if they said they came up and they started talking trash about like one's an old lady and one's a thespian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we played Magneto, so yeah. you're like, hey, I beat up a bad guy. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what movie he's from, but he's from something. <laughs> I punched Gandalf in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, definitely him. <laughs> uh, nineteen eighty nine. Got s- some big ones came out. Huge movies this week. Uh, to the limit. <laughs> to the limit. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Is that the one with Bradley Cooper? No. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Ooh, are they doing that one for Disney Plus, or is that yeah. going to the theater? I don't, you know, I don't know if they're doing that for Disney Plus or the theater. Yeah, I think it's for the theater, but I honestly don't know. It'd be stupid not to do it for the. There's theater. Uh, yeah. one thing about Disney Plus. There's Waking Cinderella. It's a documentary. They talk about you know between '84 and '94. They kind of revamped the entire. It's worth watching. They revamped the entire animation portion, and they talk about Cinderella and the the person that's bringing in the music and everything because it really didn't relaunch because they had like Oliver and Company. And they had the Sherlock Holmes one. What's the Sherlock Holmes animated Disney movie? Mouse. Great Mouse Detective. And then, but they re- didn't really relaunch the animation until they brought in uh, this this music guy to, to do the music for Little Mermaid. It's it's Alan Menken. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he he knows. He knows. He flies. <laughs> he flies in New York. He flies to L.A. He knows stuff. But I, I'd recommend on the Disney Plus if you're into documentaries. It's Waking Cinderella or Waking Sleeping Beauty. Not okay. to get too far off track of the Disney Plus thing again because Disney Plus, Star Disney Wars? Plus. They have Ducktales. Disney Plus. Star Wars documentary as well. That's yeah, like, um, great reviews. I think it's called Making the Original Trilogy, and it's all about like I haven't watched it yet, but it's like a two-hour-long documentary about. I, I think just, it's like George Lucas and like their 
just original to kind of illustrate process. how much I I dislike the world is that, uh, and, I, and I happen to be a Star Wars fan, but uh, the impeachment mar- the, the impeachment hearings are happening. No, 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 Disney like Plus. No, 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 Disney and Plus. I look at the trends on Twitter. Everything is Star Wars. Well, yeah. It's all Star if you've Wars. watched The Mandalorian, you'd understand. Your life would- We've been talking about Trump getting impeached for like three years now. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like we've we've got the th- major thing that happens in the Mandalorian. I won't spoil. <laughs> Since like uh, November sixth of uh, two thousand sixteen, we've been talking about impeaching. Yeah, Trump. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Since like the day that the sirens started and never turned off. <laughs> this is like the real October surprise here. It's Disney. Yeah. T- leaping in to protect Trump. Yeah, they have uh, they have Who Framed Roger Rabbit in four K. <laughs> So you don't have to watch Who Framed Donald Trump, <laughs> whatever the fuck. I've been paused when Jessica Rabbit runs out of the, falls out of the car yet. I don't know how how true it is to the original. Oh man, it's it's. Uh, I can say oh, it's very true. Okay. <laughs> Disney Plus. Yeah. Do I need yeah. to explain October Surprise to anybody? <laughs> Do we need to explain Disney Plus? <laughs> But yeah, um, Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. It was definitely a movie for my sister. I wasn't really in my wheelhouse. Yeah, came out like 15 years before you were born. So I still watched it. Okay, I, I liked Aladdin it. better, but eh. I loved it. It was my introduction to the Disney. I thought it was out of out of like Little Mermaid and then Aladdin and then there's Sleeping Beauty or uh, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast and then Lion King. I thought that was the best one. Probably uh, the songs in the Little Mermaid were the best. Yeah. Of all of them, though, I think I got to stick with uh, Aladdin. It's always been my favorite, like Disney princess movie out of all of them. So, who's the hottest princess? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Ariel. Um, yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> I, I, weirdly enough, though, uh, uh, the Little Mermaid is the one I remember the least of all the. Uh, the 80s, 90s Disney animated movies. I just remember it less than any of them. I only know the songs. <laughs> I can't really remember the movie. But Jasmine is pretty hot, too, though. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm all about Jasmine. She's got, she has a, a tiger. I have a cat. I think me and her would get along. I have a rug. Wasn't like, Sofia Coppola supposed to do a Little Mermaid movie? Like her own I version? Think she still is. I okay. think that's what the, all right. the yeah. adaptation is. That's what all the oh, white she's people doing are doing. I believe so. Are they letting her do it, or is that going to be like Ford versus Ferrari, where they <laughs> oh, keep um, teasing her and then <laughs> finishing at the same time? Yeah, I think I, who who was attached to play Ariel for that one? Because it was like it was someone it big, was big. No, it was big news a while ago. Cause yeah, it wasn't a redheaded white girl. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I don't remember who it was offhand. Uh, but I'm interested in what they are going to, especially Sofia Coppola's and behind it. They just did it live on TV. Did anybody watch that? No. no. I saw a clip on Facebook, and I was like, that looks interesting. What's TV? <laughs> exactly. They tried to watch Jesus Christ Superstar on TV, but we had to record. <laughs> Wanted to see Alice Cooper. Thanks, and, Jesus. He <laughs> played King Harold or something like okay. that. Uh, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> you look straight at me. <laughs> I had to look at my call. Steel Magnolias. Oh, yeah. So, so, Zach, tell us about Steel Magnolias. <laughs> So, Chris, what, wait, wait, wait. What do you think this movie is about? <laughs> I don't know. I've heard, I've, 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 I've heard the name a bunch of times. I'm sure it's something sad. I'm sure it's depressing. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that anything happy is called Steel Magnolias. Like Steel Magnolias sounds like a robot stripper. Like I, I don't know, man. What's uh, not happy about that? Well, I mean, 
you can't really get a lap dance from a robot stripper. Unless it's like some like How fucking T eight thousand or T one thousand thing. <laughs> it's all liquidy. All right, Michael, tell us about. <laughs> Can we pause for a second? I gotta, I gotta go. I really gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I'll center, I'll center myself before we talk about. It. <laughs> so wait, you've not watched any of the Olympia Dukakis catalog? I don't think so. <laughs> I've probably giggled at that name before in my life. Dukakis? <laughs> related to Michael? Uh, look that up. Is, is Olympia Dukakis related to Michael Dukakis? Do you know who Michael Dukakis is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google.com is Olivia <laughs> du- Olympia. 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 Greek. Dukakis. Cock is still alive. <laughs> Make sure you spell that with a B, because you could accidentally watch some uh, some crazy Japanese <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, she is a cousin of Michael Dukakis. Huh. Ooh, the family. Born 1931. Still alive? It appears that way. She was crushed underneath steel magnolias. <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia says she is, at least. Huh. I don't think I've seen any of her movies either. <laughs> Read off a couple <laughs> names. Maybe maybe one will... Uh, is she a director or an actress? Uh, she might have directed. I don't know. She's, She's in Death Wish. I guess I've seen that. Uh, okay. Uh, Moonstruck. I didn't watch that when we did it. Uh, Working Girl, Look Who's Talking. Saw those... De- God, she did everything in 1989. Okay. I've, I've, I've seen Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking to oh. the yeah, Cemetery she, Club. She, was she Travolta's mom in Look Who's Talking? No. She's, <laughs> was she's she Rosie. Kirstie Alley's, Kirstie Alley's mom. mom. Okay. <laughs> Look Who's Talking Now. Oh, she played probably played a dog. Mr. Holland's <laughs> Opus. Well, she played the mom in all the movies. <laughs> the mom dog. Well, it felt like she got relaunched or like, because wasn't she a theater actor? And then she was yeah. in uh, Moonstruck and then she was just like, boom, and everything. She's like, I want to go hang out with Kirstie Alley. She's got a documentary about herself. <laughs> Who doesn't? That time the, I just came out, Kirstie though. Oh, wow. Three okay. times. Christy Alley, Christy Alley, Christy Alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Olympia. We're just running down the uh, the cinematic output of Olympia <laughs> Yeah. We wanted to know if she was related to Michael, and she is. Uh, really? <laughs> she's his cousin. Huh. She went to Boston University. She's 88, and her husband's dead. Anyway. It's just fun to learn. This, this is fun to learn because I, I didn't watch any movies before Rugrats the movie. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you guys are teaching me. <laughs> so if you're a generation of men raised by women, you're going to be watching some Steel Magnolias in your life. Oh, boy. You're going to be watching some Designing Women. You're going to be watching some Golden Girls. You're going to oh. be like, your grandpa's at work. Dad's at work. Your uncles are all working. You're going to be hanging out with mom and your aunt all day. And you're going to be appreciating these weird sense of humor from these, from all these ladies here, including Olivia Dukakis, including uh, everybody else in the ensemble, the, the lady from Splash, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all about just the quest to go to the, the beauty shop and get Shelby some orange juice. Oh. Yeah. Have you ever heard anyone talk about getting Shelby some orange juice? It's a hashtag. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Michael just used to write it on cardboard and it's stand just outside like, the theater. Hashtag get, get Shelby some OJ. And then 
and people would walk by and I'd be like, yes, I like that. It, it was definitely just like a film in my family. Like my mom and dad, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before, like Lifetime at Work is get my parents together. I'd definitely say so. I mean, Hallmark Hall of Fame. We're in the Christmas season. It's right upon oh, us. Did you not hear where I was talking about Noel earlier? I've been all in that <laughs> shit, man. My mom has, my mom always started watching Hallmark in like July when they start doing their Christmas in July. Yeah. I mean, they're like car dealerships now. And just, oh man. This I, is like a proto Lifetime movie. It's oh. like, it's got the ups and downs. It's however horrible you think it's gonna, it's gonna get horrible. How many times have you seen Home Alone 2 Lost in New York? Because I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have a term that I've used on the show before that actually applies to this. This actually used to just apply to early 2000s, like, uh, Nicholas Sparks movies, and that is the Dead Ingenue movie. Okay. Which is kind of what this is. Yeah, this, yeah. This is like the prototype of the Dead Ingenue movie because we've got Julia Roberts in this movie. Yeah, I'm Tom Skerritt. I definitely cannot wait. I'm super excited to have a daughter, so I can't wait to say her mother and I do. I cannot wait. When she goes to she goes up to the altar and she gets married, I will insist that that is part of the wedding ceremony. Whoever she marries, I do not care. But yeah, it's definitely like, it's definitely like this. It's... It's like, oh, something horrible is going to happen. We're going to take you on this emotional roller coaster here. This is what you're signing Julie on for. Roberts is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag dead. <laughs> but they're going to get her married first. And then it'll make you feel bad. Dead. And you're going to have a couple good cries. You're going to go through it. So it's like up. Like Sally Field. Uh, Sally Field, Gatton, yeah. Julia Roberts. Olivia Dolly Parton. Kakas. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. I forget about Dolly Parton. Oh, God. It's an all star cast. Yeah. It's like. Ocean's Eight. That's what how it should have been. <laughs> it should have just made it into a heist movie. Yeah, I would have actually watched that then. With it would steal magnolias, but it's S T E A. I just got a great idea. Yeah, you just give me a great idea. Let's fucking write it. Disney Plus. <laughs> you know where to find us. Bob, a T-shirt to steal magnolias. Yeah, Shelby's back, and this time she wants your kidneys. Just like, just Shelby's got like a bag with like orange juice on the side of it. Just like a brown burlap sack. <laughs> or she's got like a flask with her. She's constantly yeah, drinking yeah. orange juice out. They're like, oh, "Are you man. drinking?" She's like, "I need my vitamin C." <laughs> my sugar's down. She's got a dialysis. Yeah, next to her. I'm real dizzy. I need my sugars. <laughs> Does Shelby like pulp? In a pulp or non-pulp, I don't know. Oh, fuck. Yep. <laughs> there's, an arm, there's an armadillo cake in the beginning. Anyway, it's a really glorious... I don't know if it's good at all. I don't know if the movie's good <laughs> at all. It is... It's just... A, I mean, it's definitely... It's for your mom. It's for your grandma to watch. I'm sure. I'm and if sure. You're, you're just hanging out with your mom and your grandma all day, this is the movies you're going to watch. Well, that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> This movie was a real dividing line for me with my mom and movies because we used to like we got along early on when it came to movies because she was watching Hitchcock, and even as like an eight year old, I'm like, this is cool. (laughs) Then she's watching this, and I'm like, I gotta go, mom. I got toys to play with. I got uh, (laughs) baseball cards. Like I have literally anything else to do. (laughs) It's like this and fried green tomatoes are just the dividing line between me and her. Those are her movies. Oh, as soon as my family discovered Titanic, that's when I was like, I, I got to get into my own shit. Because <laughs> the first like four hours of that movie is just boring as hell. <laughs> and then people start dying and you're like, cool, but it's still like... It's oh. the second four hours that really gets Yeah, yeah, that, that, that second VHS, <laughs> which I had. <laughs> Were they all blue people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot that's coming too. 
Avatar 2, Electric Straight Boogaloo. Straight to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> oh, oh, please. That's where next. it needs to die. Like, it, oh. it can go to Disney+, Plus and it can stay there. I'll scroll past it as many times as I want. Like, Come on, Disney. No, you good. need to up those subscriptions. What do you say? It'll be a suggested Avatar watch. It'll constantly be a suggested watch. Yeah, those weird fucking cat people with their hair. Ugh. Weirdly mating with their sky horses. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah. They're like, they're like, one minute they're banging their horses, next minute they're banging in a forest with the yeah. same utensil. <laughs> You're not gonna wash it off first? No, no, they're not even gonna r- run it through a stream. <laughs> like they're just, they're just like, who cares, man? This is how AIDS was invented. <laughs> just went to town. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I hate Avatar. <laughs> I just like that Michael and Zach became best friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel like I don't even need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> And you said you Sean was the important one. Sean was the important one. About Steel Magnolias. So Steel Magnolias. Yeah. <laughs> do you like pulp or non-pulp with your orange juice? Uh, pulp. Yeah, you, still got, you still got Graham Graham? Are they all gone? <laughs> Meemaw? <laughs> What's Anna? Rue McClanahan doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead, dude. I know, I know. They gotta bring White's alive. Yeah, she, she alive. just carries around their souls in a jar. <laughs> That's how she, oh, she like it. opens it up a little bit to steal a little she's bit. Like, like, she's like, <laughs> 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 I need another birthday special. <laughs> this needs to be a video podcast. So, <laughs> you don't think you're ever going to watch Steel Magnolia? Well, film? I would have watched it uh, when you talked about being on the show. At, at that point, I didn't enough time because of three ten to Yuma and and then this and then four hour long version of Ford, Ford Ferrari. <laughs> Like you're at the two. I'm like I'm looking down on my watch. It's like over two hours. I've been in the theater and they haven't even started the ratio. I'm like, I know this is a commitment. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I'd, I'd recommend it. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. But then you got 20 minutes of trailers too. <laughs> it's a long time. My son went pee five times. <laughs> I just let him go by himself after a while. Like, I know what you're doing? I think Sean might be here somewhere. <laughs> He's probably watching something. <laughs> Hanging out in the booth. <laughs> Uh, anything else on Steel Magnolias? I, I, I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen really watched Golden Girls. You ever want to have a good cry? You never think you want to have a good cry? I got Rocky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. So is Steel Magnolias in the Golden Girls universe, or are they just like tonally similar? Because I, I like Golden Girls. I. But I mean, he just mentioned it. I know uh, that I've uh, never seen fried green tomatoes. I am legitimately like concerned. No, I want to no. know. <laughs> but I mean, it was like. This was like designing women, this and Golden Girls. It was like gotcha. it was all just like women, power, hilarity, but then also kind of bad things happened too. My kidney gotcha. failure. My kidney failure. I think didn't you get liver too? I don't know. It was I'm I have Wikipedia up yeah. all I can like kidney failure is literally in the center of my screen, so it's popping out of me every time I look at the computer. <laughs> anyway, steal magnolias with an A. Yeah. It's gonna be totally different. Oh yeah. It's gonna be trying to steal organs, especially yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or organs and souls. They're yeah. gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna fix that kidney. <laughs> Shelby's getting her OJ, but not, <laughs> but not OJ, and uh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Sounds like an Adult Swim show. <laughs> adult Swim, you know where to find us. Uh, HBO Max, we know you're coming up. Hashtag this shit. <laughs> Anybody know any good animators <laughs> or bad animators? <laughs> Anybody who animates. I can draw stick figures. <laughs> We can just shake them. In case we don't have enough money to make the real one. <laughs> we need post-it notes and ballpoint pens. We're going to make this shit happen. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> we've got Frozen 2. 
uh, 21 Bridges, and a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Do we have to do next week? <laughs> <laughs> Our classic is Copland. Oh, God. oh wow, Copland. Could be an interesting Why week. is it Copland? Because we were, oh, 21 Bridges is why, but uh, okay. we were just trying to plan ahead last week, and we are just throwing movies out there, and Sean's like, you know what, I feel like watching Copland. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've got a Mangold thing going on because you know he's like a, as a director, he's like right underneath being like one of the one of the greats of his uh, generation. You know, it's just he's like as much as I love Ford versus Ferrari and Three Ten to Yuma, even Logan. Uh, it's like he's just almost there as one of the like the right. If Copland were a little better, yeah, <laughs> he might okay. be there. <laughs> right, exactly. Dude, like he he brings in the money, but his movies are kind of like hit or miss. Like I know. Uh, because he did The Greatest Showman, too, right? Oh, God, did he? Yeah, it's either I think he produced it or maybe he directed it. Because I know he had a huge part of it. Because that's why he got like Hugh Jackman got on Hugh there. Jackman to do. <laughs> yeah, so like... Logan, if he did that stupid... I like James Mangold directed that. Okay, well, he he's uh, kind of one of those directors that every once in a while he'll get something that's really good. But he's also, he seems like he's like Fox's like go-to guy like they're just like here we've got a project we've got a couple of good actors you want to make this real quick type deal kind of almost like i guess kind of how luke Besson is but like a more talented luke Besson because he reminds me a lot of uh, michael curtiz who directed casablanca who never cared for a second about having directed casablanca he was all about just like what's my next thing he was already doing something else with this when casablanca blows up and becomes this big thing <laughs> Uh, and it's just it, you watch you watch Curtiz's movies and they're like a lot of them are really great like uh, that that one and the movie he did with Elvis is amazing that people uh, missed out on uh, and he did you know the, oh god but uh, just a few a lot of amazing movies when you look back on Michael Curtiz's career and yet he was never a guy that anybody remembers mm-hmm. yeah I mean he a girl interrupted it was, I mean yeah you're right they're good movies that just kind of hang out there there's always two or three better that year mm-hmm. he's always making like the fourth or fifth best movie of the year <laughs> yeah like he's just kind of like he's like a, a real good like low-key director occasionally he'll knock it out of the park like logan and get like this huge mainstream success it's just not every single one of them i mean he's pretty successful yeah I mean, oh yeah oh yeah walk the line uh kate and leopold <laughs> <laughs> night and day <laughs> Was that a failure? Is that I kind of, yeah, kind of. It, it did all right. It was an opening weekend wonder. The '89 movies next week are All Dogs Go to Heaven, Harlem Night, Mystery Train, and Prancer. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, Prancer! Prancer. That's one of the all-time great bad movies. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many goddamn times. <laughs> Fuck you, AMC! Stop playing it. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> this was '89. Was the first year I actually got to go to the theater, and obviously I'd seen Batman and Honey Shrunk the Kids already. But my mom tried to take me to Prancer like 15 times and <laughs> sold out every time she tried to take me. We would go to Geneseo where it was there, and the line would be wrapped around the bank every wow. <laughs> every showing. I don't remember the movie that since movie then. Is st- historically bad. Yeah. It's just about a lost reindeer. Well, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it, you're stuck in that time period where you want to watch it, and it's like, I can't. But I don't remember watching it since then. It's so weird, because like, how many bad movies make so much money, and how many okay movies just get lost forever, you know? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like Charlie's Angels. <laughs> uh... That is our show. Uh, I do want to thank our Patreon supporters. Uh, the key grip level is 
Charlie Messing. No, is he in the key grip level? Is Jason Bryant and some yeah, Charlie Messing at the character actor level is Josh and Beth Paul. Cousin Jeff, Christina Cato. Is that where you're at, Zach? <laughs> Um, I think it was craft services because I, I I giggled at that one. At the craft the service level, needs to be I'll the never forget guy. this now because I knew I saw the amount. I'm like, I don't think that's one of the amounts I'm doing every week. Craft service level, Zach Kobaker, our guest here. Damn right. Uh, and at the special effects level, we got Corey Finneran and Sarah Morrell. Am I forgetting a level? I don't think so. Uh, if you want to be a Patreon oh, supporter, <laughs> you're doing a great job. <laughs> You want to be a supporter? Head over to ihatecritics.net slash Patreon to be a get a credit on the show, and uh, we do have the merch there. We do have the polls up on Facebook to vote. Maybe this week we'll put the two winners up against each other to see which one we're gonna commission Cousin Jeff to do up against uh, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> yeah, that one's, gonna, that one's gonna be the winner. That one's definitely gonna have to be on a shirt eventually. <laughs> uh, I have tempted to start a website just for your fiction for Steel dude, Magnolias. <laughs> Let me know. I'm in. We'll make this. I won't even watch Steel Magnolias. I'll just ma- I'll just make it up. I don't never, even I've never shit. even needed to watch yeah, Steel Magnolias. Yeah, I, I don't care. It's not a part of this. It's like it's like I'm directing uh, Dark Phoenix. Like I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> How important is orange juice to the story of Steel Magnolia? It's the he's, most important he's thing. He's really picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> the orange juice, that's why she's in it. Like, You don't know anything about Shelby, but she needs that orange juice, man. More than a kidney. Yeah, oh yeah. She actually, like, that's she's trying to get it replaced with just orange kidney. juice. Too much orange juice. Yeah. She's going to get one of those machines they have at gas stations that just pulverizes orange juice into juice, and she's going to get it put right there in her kidney. She's going to be living off orange juice. Do you guys have time for flick chart? Yeah. <laughs> Friday the 13th, 1980 versus The Mist. The Mist. Friday the Frank 13th. Darabont. Oh, this is the like the 2007 one. Yeah. It's hard because it's two different kind of time periods for horror. Right. I think The Mist is better. Right. I but I would, I'd watch Friday, Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah, Friday the 13th all day. Nostalgia wins. <laughs> <laughs> 25th hour, 2002. How to lose a guy in 10 days. 25th hour. 25th hour. Yeah, 25th hour. Once upon a time in the West, Scarface. Once upon a time oh, in the West. God. Yeah, West. Fuck Scarface so much. I must say Scarface. I don't want anyone to talk about Scarface ever again. I'm not going to talk about it, but I must but say can... I like that. So you don't like it either? I think it's horrible. Awful. It's like the ultimate bro poster. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. not coming to your dorm room ever again, dude. Like, that's what it feels like. Yeah, like a cheat, cheat code for women out there. If you walk into a room and a guy has a Scarface poster, fucking run. Run. He doesn't He doesn't have condoms. Just run. He's got STDs on him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to steal your magnolias. Run. Shutter Island one-hour photo. One-hour photo. Yeah. Shutter Island. I don't know. Our photo. I like Shutter Island, but I appreciate Shutter Island. But I guessed what was going to happen a year before it came out. We all did <laughs> to the point where I don't even know that Scorsese was trying to tw- twist you, but the trailer sure was. <laughs> <laughs> Burn after reading. Dark City. Dark City. Yeah. Burn after reading. It's Burn after reading for me. Whatever. See what George <laughs> says. He says Dark City. Good. 
Damn. I, I usually lose the coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. That one. Flight plan. Flight plan. <laughs> the second one, that has diesel in it too, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And vanilla ice. And vanilla ice. <laughs> so I'm going with that. Me too. <laughs> Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, A Stranger Tides, On Stranger Tides, Up in the Air. Up in the Air. Yeah. yeah up even, in the air. even though the ending is killing, is killer, you're like, but it's still good. It's a fantastic movie. The Count of Monte Cristo, My Girl. Uh, my Girl. Yeah. I don't think I've seen either, so I'll pass. Dies. <sighs> no, he, he doesn't have his glasses. He doesn't have his glasses. <laughs> Stop it. Cry. <laughs> it wasn't kidney failure. <laughs> Teen Spirit, 2011. You're allergic to bees? No. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody seen Teen Spirit? That's an ABC family movie. I'm going to redo that one. Caddyshack, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Caddyshack. 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 Wow, clean sweep. Super 8, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Super 8, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. I think I hate Super 8. Why do you hate Super 8? I don't want to talk about it. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't love it, but and I know Robin Hood's bad, but I have Robin a Hood's bad. For <laughs> Undercover Brother, Date Night. Undercover Brother. No Date Night. Which one's which? Undercover Brother. Who's in Undercover Brother? Uh, Who is the Undercover Eddie, Brother? Uh, Eddie, what's Griffin. Eddie Griffin. And then the other movie? Steve Carell. Steve, Steve Carell. Carell and Tina Fey. <sighs> Those both aren't very good. Undercover <laughs> <laughs> Brother's hilarious. I haven't seen that in a long time. Like a long time. But I've seen I'll Date go, Night recently. I like Date Night a little better. But mm-hmm. What do you got? You want me to flip for it? I'd go for Undercover Brother. Right, let's see what George wants. He wants Undercover Brother. That's right. I'm done siding with you. <laughs> well, then I would have won anyway. Who? <laughs> Easy A, Three Kings. Easy A. Easy A. Three Kings. It's Three Kings, but that's a hard one. Cause Easy it's A is hard. Really good. I mean, Easy A is a really good movie. And they're not really comparable movies at all. <laughs> Easy A, wow. Oh, yes. My strategy's paying off. <laughs> this is the new guys. <laughs> Three Kings never loses. <laughs> I was on my internet. Anyway, so back to Disney Plus. <laughs> There's this chimpanzee show. I'm like, this is okay for kids. It's a documentary about chimpanzees. Have you watched it? Is that the one with John Krasinski narrating? Because no, it I has Ted it. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Is is Do, doc- does he go? <laughs> <laughs> No, but they 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 illustrate oh a fact where there's chimpanzees corralling monkeys oh, and shit. they find them and then they eat them in this documentary. Oh, and like me and my wife are just sitting there, like just like this is for kids. <laughs> like this is on Disney Plus. Like they don't show them kill them, but they show them eating them, and you're like. Thanks, thank God for Disney Plus, I guess. Because you're like, this is okay. So you think it's like those Earth Day documentaries, mm-hmm. like every Earth Day, the Disney, and you're like, this is Disney Plus, this and they're eating monkeys. Savagery. They're, there's a monkey. I'm like, kids don't know the difference between a monkey and a monkey. And you're mm-hmm. you're like, why are the monkeys eating the monkeys? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. 
Mandalorian's really grown up. Yeah, Disney. they're 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 going all in yeah. now. <laughs> Time to kill Star Trek two thousand nine. A time to kill. I like time to kill. I'll say Star Trek. It's time to kill. Ah, oh, it's the time to kill. <laughs> Is it because of Sam Jackson? Yeah, I was yep. a flip. <laughs> Plus, I was a big John Grisham fan as a kid because you could read his books and not get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and that's before I knew that What's-His-Name couldn't direct Joel Schumacher. Oh, yeah. was <laughs> just an okay director at best. The Full Monty Swordfish. <laughs> Full Monty. <laughs> Yeah. Similar topics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Full Monty. Yeah. Seems like Swordfish just has that one scene. And Full Monty's pretty good the whole movie. All right. But it is weird. It's like you're almost picking guys' dicks over Halle Berry. <laughs> it feels like an indie video store where each, each person that works there has their own shelf. <laughs> Spy Game, The Perfect Storm. Uh, perfect storm. Which one spy game? Is that Red, Bob Redford? Arizona, Bob Arizona Bob Redford? Oh, no. uh, yeah, Redford? Redford and Pitt. Yeah. I would go perfect storm. Perfect storm. Yeah. The Killing, nineteen fifty six. Oh, I just watched that. It's good. Really? Yeah, it's it's, a, it's good. The Exorcist, nineteen seventy three. The Killing. I'd rather go The Killing. I'll go with The Exorcist because I've seen that. <laughs> go with the Exorcist too. Come on, George. Yeah, go with the puke, George. I think I won. Hold on. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a Sin- it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. It's pretty good. Oh, it's awesome. I think it's actually really good. They've got a lot of pretty good scenes in it. I'd, I'd recommend it. That's a, the Exorcist is a classic, though. Despite what Sean says, <laughs> and it won. By Listen the way, to our episode. You'll you'll find why Bob's wrong. <laughs> Not down with the I'm puke. A, I'm a big horror movie fan. I uh, I would not recommend it to anyone. And I was raised Catholic too, so My I don't re- I don't recommend it. it to anybody. <laughs> too scary? Not scary enough? I think it's too stupid. Well, there's the movie. I don't know. Have you seen the comedic version? Scary <laughs> movie two? No, there's. Uh, <laughs> I've seen that a bunch. <laughs> with Frank Drebin. What's his What's his real name? Frank Drebin's oh, real name. Oh. Uh, is it like possessed or something? Yeah. Repossessed. Yeah, repossessed. That's it amazing. Is, to me, that's what I see every time I see it. <laughs> this is Linda Blair's in it. Yeah. <laughs> the Prince of Egypt, two-week notice. Oof. God, I can smell those pecs. Uh, Prince of Egypt. Which one's two weeks notice? Is that with J-Lo? Bullock and Grant. And J-Lo's not in it? Not on the poster. All right. Oh, fuck. These are both... <laughs> this is... You just flip movies. a coin. I don't care. Yeah, I haven't seen either of these, so <laughs> I, I, I'm good. Prince of Egypt. Mad Max Fury Road, Mary Poppins. Whoa. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I would pick Mary Poppins, but I think they're both uh, both fantastic movies. I'd like to see them fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mad Max went on a fight. Wait, I don't know. She's got magic, dog. <laughs> if she can shoot, if she can shoot lasers out of that umbrella, she can get you to take your medicine. She can whoop your ass. <laughs> yeah, but then Charlie Theron comes out and destroys her. Oh, yeah. I want to sing songs about you taking this opium medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he ran away from a guy playing a guitar on a truck with fire coming out. <laughs> Doof Warrior. He's an excellent character. <laughs> Uh, you didn't decide yet. 
At least yeah. I didn't hear you. I'm assuming it's Mary Poppins, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, people say I, I hate Mad Max. I don't hate Mad Max. He hates it. Well, it ended up not being as he was wrong about that one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think it'd stand the test of time, and I think it has. I people think it still will talk about it. Oh yeah. Hasn't been that long, I guess. I'm thinking of all, out of all the girl power movies, I think it's pretty fantastic. I, I can't wait to show it to my daughter, but I don't. I think you got to be at least like 12 or 13. I don't yeah. know. Have you uh, any of you guys seen the black and chrome version, like the the black and white yeah. version? Of it? It's it's cool. Like it's it's one of those things you don't realize it really make much of a difference, but they did they did an excellent job with that. It's pretty cool. Are the flames in color? No. Okay. No. Nothing's in color except for your excitement. Okay, it's red hot. <laughs> what about the breast milking machines? Is that in color? Well, it's, no. it's white. Okay, and it's more more like a milky chrome. Okay. <laughs> Batman eighty nine, American Graffiti. Batman. 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 The Avengers, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Oh, you guys are tearing me apart right now. Yeah, it's Holy Grail. I'll go. I'll, I'll go with the Avengers. Got to root for the underdog. <laughs> It's like, it's like the biggest movie of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It hasn't done shit. I, I, a lot of people haven't heard about it. Backdraft, Boys on the Side. Backdraft? Which one's Boys on the Side? Drew Barrymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Backdraft's the, the Backdraft. firefighter one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go that one. Plus, Kurt Russell's in it. Ooh. Backdraft. Boys on the Side, bad. <laughs> Regarding Henry, Rocky Four. Oh my! Oh, Rocky Four. Rocky Regarding Henry, super depressing, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's like two sad montages in Rocky Four. That's that's way better. I live for the, I live for that scene where he's driving in the car. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, to me, it's when the lights and the vehicle flip up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I still think the whole series peaked with the third one with the happy birthday Polly robot. That's that four. four. Oh, it's four. Okay, never mind knows, then. We're good. I'm a, fa- I'm a fake Rocky fan. He's a kid. He's a kid. He doesn't. <laughs> I love the Rocky movie where he went to the jungle and fought the Viet Cong. 